am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Take a Break. This episode, we are taking a break for better skin. And joining me, we have my favorite esthetician, Dr. Natasha Wells. Dr. Natasha, how are you? I'm doing fine. I am glad to hear that and happy that you could take time out of your schedule to talk about this topic. As I have gotten older, I have, one of the things I've been focusing in on, of course, if people have been listening to this season, I've talked about the word focus and what that means in my life. I am doing a lot of focus on my health, Um, but starting last year, I really started to focus in on my skin. Um, I wanted to have a better body and feel better about myself in the skin and the body that I was in and on that journey. Um, I met Dr. Natasha and she has helped give me a good, a better outlook on my skin, um, brought some things to my attention because I didn't know. And I know a lot of y'all probably don't know. And so we're just going to do like a deep dive. We're going to ask some questions and hopefully we're going to learn and we're going to grow in this process. So I'm so happy to have Dr. Natasha here to kind of break stuff down for us. And we're just going to kick things off with the general background question. So just share with the listeners your background. Well, a little bit about me. Well, I'm Dr. Natasha Welch. And just so people know, I'm not an esthetician. I get called that a lot. (laughs) I don't mind. I'm like, all right. (laughs) But I'm actually not an esthetician. I'm a nurse practitioner by profession. That's right. Um, (laughs) Yes, I'm a nurse practitioner who has a doctoral degree in nursing. So some people, where the doctor comes in, you know, there's different doctoral and PhD degrees. So I always have to educate people on that. But I've been doing skincare now. Abraza has been in business. We just came on to five years. Sometimes I have to think about it. Five years. Uh, Prior to that, I guess I'll go back a little bit because people always like, well, you sound like you're not from here. I get that all the time. (laughs) But I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. And I was raised in Brooklyn by Panamanian parents. So I am a first generation American. Yeah. So, you know, people like, oh, you're Latino. I'm like, nah, we're Caribbean Panamanians. That's right. So I always clarify that part too. So I'm like, no, we are Afro-Caribbeans. So, but from then I went on and I went to college at Hampton University in Virginia, got my master's at Howard in DC. And I stayed in the DC area for a good bit, 15 years. I think a piece that a lot of people don't know is that during the course of my career, I had eight years, I owned a jewelry business. So a lot of people like think like, you know, oh, wow, you got so successful in skin. And I tell people, no, there's a lot of years before me that led me to where I am now. And as a nurse practitioner, I um, started a couple practices and even had consultant work to help 
people get going in um, cardiac type stuff. I'll leave it at that. So my background <laughs> was 20 something years in cardiology. And in 2008, um, December 7th, to be specific, I was in a near fatal car accident on vacation for my birthday. And it just so happened to be my oldest sister's, my late sister's 40th birthday. So it was 12708. My head partially, basically, I was partially ejected from out of a windshield. And I sustained very extensive facial trauma, um, broke my femur, my upper part of my hip, my left foot. So a lot of damage. Um, hospitalized for about three weeks. And during that hospitalization, not only did I get repair of the fractures, but I underwent a five hours of plastic surgery to put my face back together. Um, I had rhinoplasty on my nose, blepharoplasty on my eyes, skin graft to rebuild my left brow. Um, and subsequently after that, I would get, I've had fractional laser, CO2 fractional laser. I've had microneedling when it first came on the scene. I had to have my left brow tattooed because the hair doesn't grow back in it. Uh, I went through a lot of aesthetic procedures myself. And, you know, you kind of go through things and you ask yourself why, and you could sit there being depressed, which of course I went through a depressed state with it. I even had what they uh-huh. call PTSD. Right, I was diagnosed. Right. I didn't even know I had it. I didn't know why I was acting all kind of, you know, off the wall, but it was very traumatic. And so during it, finally you see the silver lining and I felt like, you know, I'm a healer. I've been, I mastered cardiology. I did every piece of adult cardiology, name it. I did it. So I became an expert in cardiology and my last stint took me overseas to Abu Dhabi where uh, Cleveland clinic put a hospital and I was part of the team that was hired to come and start a heart failure program and heart transplant. And during that time, it was like the job from hell, you know, like, you know, they, I felt like they suckered me to come over there. And when I got over there, I was like, these people are crazy and I've had enough. And so from over there, actually, they did me a favor. Uh, I tell people sometimes, and I want to say this because sometimes people get in a situation where they feel like it's the end of the world. And I'm like, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So my sister got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer with liver metastasis. So I came back to Atlanta. I flew back 15 hour flight to take my sister to every specialist. It was in my contract, but the beast that I work for over here, when I got back, they fired me and I knew it was going to be a termination meeting. And I'm laughing about it because I put on like my best suit. I took selfies, put it on social media because I knew they was going to fire me. But what I knew as an educated woman was it's an inappropriate termination. So I'm ready for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So they try to fire me and send me home like, you know, destitute and sad. I was like, nah, y'all got to pay me out this contract. So I had the pleasure of sitting in the UAE for two months. I tell people it's like one of the best two months of my life. Um, Still dealing with my sister in in the States, but, you know, that's when I started my LLC. So April, 2017, I started a and I registered it with Georgia, with the state of Georgia. And when I came home, 
it took me a couple months to do some more training. I did like tattoo training in Dubai, came home, finished training, and Abraza's doors opened 2017. And, and shortly following that came Abraza skincare, medical grade, clinical grade skincare products, because I became a product junkie, by the way. I knew everything about skincare <laughs> products, ingredients. I mean, that, that's really the baby of why I came into this is really the skincare products. And I said, well, it's only right that I do hands-on, you know, because I felt there was a need for women of color, more specifically African-American women in skincare. I, I had to fly to like the Caribbean for doctors to do things for my face. I couldn't find um, the adequate amount of professionals here, you know, in the U.S. back in right. 2008. So I said, I'm going to go home and I'm going to retire from cardiology. And I know this niche is needed. And people thought I was crazy leaving my profession. And um, here, we, here we are. So you've already dropped some gems. <laughs> <laughs> One that I know the listeners, I'm going to share with the listeners as a breakaway already is that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever is the end of the world. And that's on so many levels. You, we have so many people now that are trying to embark on the entrepreneurial journey. Um, and even if you're not, you know, we're going to our nine to fives and we're looking at the, the great resignation and job changing and stuff like that. And, you know, someone's moving us or telling us that we've been let go and pivot, pivot and, and being resilient. And I think that's such good advice that nothing is ever the end of the world. It can even go for your skin. When we go through things so many times, when we look in the mirror, we're not happy with what's there. And we think, well, this is what I got. And there's nothing at the end. There's options and there is better care. And I think that we are so blessed. I've been so blessed <laughs> that you came in my life as a woman oh, of color <laughs> in the skin industry because um, as we get to talk and people find out, you know, it can be hard to get adequate skincare mm -hmm. as a black woman. Um, yeah. Even in my own journey, I started off going to clinics and being serviced by people that did not look like me and the results were not as great. And so uh, having a doctor, Natasha, nurse practitioner, not an esthetician, to have her skill set coming in here. I think like it was meant to be. So oh, all of that had awesome. to happen. Yeah. For a that reason. makes me that makes me feel good. I, I, I said to myself, if I can be in a room and save a life and run a code, as mm -hmm. we would call it in the hospital, you know, if I could run a code, save a life, um, if I can be there, because I also did palliative and hospice and cardiology. So mm -hmm. if I can be there providing comfort to people at the end of life, I think I could do skin. <laughs> yes, I think you can. <laughs> I think you proved it. Well, so you started Abraza in 2017. You, you filed the LLC. You've been in business um, for five years. Mm -hmm. What are some of the issues that you see often? In, in your clients? Um, in terms of skin problems? Skin. skin, yes. Um, I think one of the biggest problems I see, the number one, pro the number one complaint that comes my way is hyperpigmentation. Uh -huh. I can, yep. <laughs> That's numero uno. Um, and to go along with it is the misunderstanding of proper skincare. 
two of the biggest things. And I think that set the framework for what we do at Abraza because a big piece, and it's funny because I'm training a new person now and I told her, you know, I don't want you to do good facials. You're going to do excellent facials. I don't want you to do good consultations. You're going to do the best consultations. Uh Um, You know, and, you know, I pride that to be on this team, you have to take this very serious and know that it's not about just upselling people on the next best thing to get a commission. That's not what we do. You know, our biggest thing is for me Uh as a, at this age I'm at now, my biggest thing is everyone should want to leave a legacy. Right. And, and if I can educate the next two, three, four, five, whatever number of black women on the dangers in skincare and how it can contribute to a lot of common endocrine disorders that we see in African-American women, such as thyroid dysfunction and breast cancer. Oh, that's bigger than any money anyone could give me. Money not going to get me in heaven. It's going to be the fact that you left a great legacy. You, you're making a change. That's it. It's about the dash, I think is what I've heard them say. Like what comes in between those numbers, 1981 to whenever you end, what's in that dash? Sometimes we we get it wrong. We think about other things. And, and that could be where we are in our point in life because I'm mm-hmm. like that now. You you get older, you go through some stuff and you just like, all right, so this is what's mattering now. This is the important thing, not some of the other stuff. But hyperpigmentation, number one mm-hmm. issue, that was one of my issues. So I mm-hmm. raised my hand virtually for that. And yeah. this understanding of proper skin care, what are mm-hmm. we doing wrong? <laughs> um, well, it's what we've been told to do that's wrong. You know, we trust that what is on the shelf has been tested and is effective. Mm -hmm. And that's not so, you know, there is no law saying I can't say what this product can do to you. What Mm -hmm. is good is that now you're finding that social media is checking the integrity of ads. Like if I put an ad that said this, this product will get away your spots. They will not let you put that. You got to watch your wording because there are so many people out here just here to get the fast buck. And then it's very confusing now because we have a lot of celebrities who are not skincare experts, but they're endorsing Uh product. And so people think like, oh, that's so-and-so. She looks like that. Her products got to make her look like that. No, they don't. She's been looking like that before her products. And so that's not what she uses, but okay. And so there's no responsibility for the most part in those products. All I see is dyes. I see phthalates, I'm seeing parabens, I'm seeing um, an awful lot of preservative, or it's not even that necessary. Or, okay, maybe your SPF has more preservative, but your other ones are cleaner. You know, you got to balance it. Right. You got to balance it because sometimes these certain things are needed to stabilize product. And I understand that, but we got to try our best to be responsible. So from the gate, I came out with no parabens, no phthalates. They affect the lady's endocrine system. Your endocrine system is responsible for your estrogen levels. Your estrogen levels, you mess with that, you are playing with your breasts. Uh And breast cancer in 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 Atlanta specifically, Black women are four times more likely to have aggressive breast cancer than white women. And one of the, there's been research trials now 
So uh -huh. the secret is out that a lot of our hair care and skin care for African-American women are toxic. Yeah. And so who's going to be responsible? That's skin it. is an organ. People forget that anything you put on your skin is in your systemic circulation within 10 minutes. A lot of people forget that. I Even when my, when my team cleans, I make them put gloves on. That's Those right. chemicals are toxic in hand wipes and so forth. So you have to be very careful. Hand wipes, you're cleaning. Um, yeah, my sister-in-law um, was working in labs and stuff and cleaning and started to notice she had breakdown. So mm -hmm. we don't think about skin, how important our skin is. And like I said, I had kind of like my thing and, and just recognizing like the importance of my skin. Your skin is a telltale sign a lot of times. You start seeing your skin looking dull and your doctors will look at that and be like, oh, what else is going on with you? So right. how many of us are neglecting our skin or the signs that our skin are showing us? Sure. And another thing I wanted to ask you was about common misconceptions regarding Black skin. Are mm -hmm. there any? Definitely. First, I'll take it Skin is still health, right? Mm -hmm. There has been many research, you can Google it, on provider perception, mm -hmm. specifically of Black women yes. in how they are treated during hospitalizations, mm -hmm. which is why we have the highest um, maternal We're, mortality rate right, right now, right? Yep. That's it. We've always had it, by the way. It didn't just happen. It's always been that way. But now the cat is coming out the bag as we have more African-American researchers now running um, what we I like to say relative research, mm -hmm. research that's important to us, right? Racism is alive. We know that, right? So let's take it now to our skin. They think, as it was thought during slavery, that we can work sun up to sundown. Mm-hmm. They worked us to death because they thought we can physically tolerate it. Right. So this same thought process, I don't care what anyone, let me tell you, I will argue, bring any expert to me. I have time for it. Okay. But to, to the fault that racism is so alive that providers have negative racial connotations on how to treat our skin. They think our skin needs to be treated more aggressively when mm -hmm. in fact we have the most sensitive skin type and we wow. will scar easily yeah and yep. what you have to understand I, I stress this to black women that i have caucasian clients but they probably make up less than five percent of my clients but if i go to any caucasian provider i know they taking care of more than five percent of black skin we still trust those who oppressed us and injured us for 400 years without, Look. Help, without Look. help. And I'm like, listen, they have to really prove themselves. Like, where did you study? I need to know. And so it's more than what you know about skin. I got to know your heart is there. When you touch my body, it's a relationship. We have to gel. So don't just gel with your hairdresser. You need a gel with who's taking care of your health and your skin is part of your health. So what happens? I have a spa. I'm not thinking about the African-American client, right? Because I'm not African-American. So when I buy my laser, I'm buying a laser that treats my skin type. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When we know that there's only one laser that is proven effective in the literature, in the research to treat black hair removal for lasers. There's only one. All the other ones will burn the hell out of you. So they won't invest in equipment that will be more safe for your skin. Like even for microneedling, I invest in equipment that I know has been proven to be safer in our skin. Rather, the run of the muck um, microneedle that's leaving people scarred and injured. So these are things that's concerning, you know, Um, but it's a trust factor. You know, they, there's chemicals like hydroquinone used to get rid of our pigmentation and it's fast and it's quick. And I think that we, as black women want things, it's a microwave type society. Now we want the fast rapid, but it's extremely dangerous. So I try to tell clients, like, let's trust the process. And then uh-huh. it's going to take a little longer for me to get it there. But at least when I get it there, your liver is fine. Your pituitary glands are fine. <laughs> your internal organs are still intact. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what it is. We are a microwave society. And there are all these European standards that we as mm-hmm. Black women are being held to. And, you know, even we have to watch that with our kids. And when you're battling these standards and you're trying to work in the work world and you're seeing the mm-hmm. people and the people saying stuff about your skin, about your hair, it's easy to be like, well, I need a quick fix instead yes. of an investment. And so that is one of the things that I have also learned as well is that, you know, I have to focus on investing in my health and my mm-hmm. overall health package is like making sure my skin is taken care of and I'm putting the good quality stuff in my skin. I'm going to someone who cares about me in my body for like my primary care doctor, my dentist, uh, the person that works on my skin, because you are correct. You will go to people and it's, it's easy and, and to feel yourself pulled to someone who has these ratings or whatever, but they don't really have the equipment to work with your skin. And uh, again, another reason I came to Dr. Dr. Natasha with hesitation at first mm-hmm. and uh, because I had went to a Caucasian doctor years ago and all this my chin was burnt because that oh, wow. was not meant for my skin type wow and they did not take the care with me I was like I was kind of sent out with my test spots there was no follow-up where you know Dr. Natasha and I we were just kind of this has been a hand holding ministry and a buildup, and it has been a journey. Oh, yeah. It was a journey. It was an investment in my time. There's investment in upkeep and stuff. But on the other side of it, no burns. My skin is good, but also nice. my self esteem has grown as well. Because, like I said, I've learned to love the skin that I'm in. And I think you see that when you have a provider that looks like you and someone that's actually invested in your health, especially as a Black woman when we think about all of the issues that Black women are facing with health challenges and things of that nature. That's very important. I think it's important. Um, I think health is wealth. Uh, You're going to always have people who's going to buy a $4,000 pocketbook and never had a facial. You're going to find people who are going to buy, I don't know, a Range Rover and need braces. You know, I'm very blunt. I'm very blunt. They don't invest in themselves. They don't, and they won't. 
And so now what we, we have people who have body dysmorphia big time in the black female community. It is actually like a plague right now. And I'm not saying that you can't enhance or cause I had, you know, repair on my face as well, but I, I wasn't trying, I was still trying to just look like me. Right. <laughs> you know, but we have to start loving ourselves as women. Because our male counterparts, if they are really about you, they don't care about all that. Right, right. now, the New, the New York Times this past Sunday had a whole middle section, and it's in the um, New York Times magazine on BBLs. Uh, yep. And I, I mean, not to divert from what we're talking about, but I think a lot of Black women need to read that article. And right now, it is the riskiest it has the highest death rate than any other plastic surgery right now. And I already know who those people are dying. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I think because I read a similar article, it's not FDA approved at all. So I just tell people one of the biggest things is to just love yourself and let your confidence, because if I can do this, I'm talking to you now, I have on uh, lip gloss and, oh, my brows are tattooed, but I don't have on makeup. And I have scars. And I'm like, (laughs) it's part of my character. Right. It's who it's, it's what makes me, you know, and now we're in the day of filtering. You know, I know so many people and I know so many filters on these pictures on Instagram. It's amazing to me. And I'm like, wow, you don't look like that. And you don't look like that. And you don't look like that. But it's sad because I know we want to look good in a picture, but it's something to say when you don't even look like the person in the picture, you know, it's okay to do it to enhance, but you know, it is concerning with me in this industry. So the good thing is that Weakville, the Braza, actually the mission statement is to help women embrace their natural beauty, despite Uh the status quo of beauty standards. So that's my mission. And so I do filler. I do Botox. It will be very natural looking. If you are coming to get the biggest cheeks and the, I'm not that girl. I'm not her. I don't do PDO threads. Um, there's a high, it's very dangerous. It's 30 something percent high bad outcomes with it. That's horrible. You know, so a lot of people are seeing things on social, but they're not doing their due diligence to research. And when I say research, I mean research articles trials clinical trials data not what someone said right all right so how after all of this and you're dealing with with your clients your patients how do you take a break for yourself ha wheels <laughs> up <laughs> so i know you're gonna say that because if you follow her on instagram Dr. Natasha is gone. she's gone i'm a traveler and i said this year is i turned 50 in november and I said once a month, I'm out of here. Okay, I love that. I'm going somewhere. I used to be like this before, so this isn't new. But finally, I'm to where I can do it again because I've worked hard for the past five years. That's a, you know, you sit here and it sounds glamorous that you know I own this practice and I have an office in the D.C. area, an office in Atlanta. But I have to make it clear, like you mentioned, with this big work exodus that entrepreneurship 
And I've worked as an LVAD coordinator, which is a mechanical heart pump director. And that was the hardest job I ever had in my life, being on call 24 hours. That, that is nothing. That prepared me for the busyness and the dedication it takes to be a good business person. So I have to make that perfectly clear. So when you see me on IG and I am busting a bottle of champagne and you <laughs> see the backdrop and you see the butlers and you see the private this and that, mm-hmm. that, I deserve it, I tell people, because it's nights that I don't sleep. I wake up one in the morning and I don't stop. And I'm there at 10 a.m. for my first client. That's right. That's right. So, we have to walk in, in, in earning it. That's, I strongly believe that. Yeah. What, what is your intention for this year? Like, do you have like a word for this year or something? Um, I don't have a word per se. Um, my biggest thing that I work hard at is trying to retire one day. I'm, right. I'm 50 this year. I do things different. It's like the other day I was like, ah, I have a new car itch. When the guy told me what the car costs, I was like, nah, I'll keep driving this thing till it <laughs> break on a highway. And I could afford it, but I just do things different. I tell people. And so, you know, now we have fulfillment center filling the Abraza skincare. If the biggest thing can happen is that I have the biggest um, holiday season with Abraza skincare. These products are awesome. Mm -hmm. They are awesome. And I'm not just saying it because they're my products. They actually are. I keep telling people. (laughs) So, you know, and we have revamped. We have like a new cleanser coming. It's not much different from the same now, but we're going to pull out some more um, preservatives. So we're making it better. Um, But to get the word out that there is a clinical grade um, black skincare line, and I don't plan on going anywhere. This is not fly by night. This is not a fad. This is, it is what it is. So, you know, um, I just say growth and prosperity and good health. That's all I want. I lost my sister the first year I was in business to cancer. And so I take what I do extremely seriously. And um, let me just mention that my logo is in honor of my sister, Lisa. Um, It's a 12 and a seven. A lot of people don't know that. And 12-7-08 was the date of my accident. And 12-7 was my sister's birthday as well. So I'm a numbers person. I don't know what it means, but I mix that number up a lot and a lot of good things come out of it. Oh, I love that. Dr. Natasha, you know, I'm going to be shouting you out forever and forever reposting you. Where can people find you? Um, I'm easy. Abraza (laughs) Skincare is the skincare product line and that's our Facebook and that is our IG. Abraza Skin Studio is the uh, med spas. And again, IG, Facebook, Pinterest, um, LinkedIn, we're on there. We're on everything pretty much. We're on TikTok, Abraza Skincare. Look, we're trying to be on everything. I think Patreon, we're on all kinds of stuff. (laughs) And uh, Abraza Skin Institute, a lot of people don't know, we do teach medical aesthetics training to licensed professionals. And that's Abraza Skin Institute. So not hard to find. That's website and all the socials. All right. And I will put all of that contact information in the show notes. So you can just kind of click from there. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, I will be showcasing some of Abraza's items that I use. So the face wash and the toner 
and things of that nature. The retinol, yeah, I'm gonna get you some retinol. I didn't know about retinol until I met with Dr. Natasha. That <laughs> retinol is fire, I keep telling you. I people. using that retinol, and I'm trying to tell you, people are just like, ooh, your face looking good. And I'm like, girl, retinol. <laughs> Boom. That's what we're doing. <laughs> it's an investment, but I tell people, you know, she, um, good skin care is not cheap, and cheap skin care is not good. That's it. And that's how we end the episode. Dr. Tasha, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. You're on. welcome. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. Everybody else, stick around for the three breakaways. Hello, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I love talking to Dr. Natasha. Look, she's going to give it to you, and she's going to give it to you straight. Um, we could have went so much longer because there was so much education that she could have went into. Um, I started seeing Dr. Natasha for issues with hyperpigmentation, those the dark spots on my skin that was caused by hair growth and shaving and waxing and things like that nature. Um, so we did a treatment of laser hair removal um, and we still do a lot of different skin treatments. But it's so important to do your research, as she says, read about these things and be mindful of what you're getting done to your body and why, why it's needed, what you can do better. Um, and that's all a part of my focus year when I'm focusing in on my health and how I treat my body, how I treat the skin that I am in. So with no further ado, I'm going to go into the three breakaways. Breakaway number one, everything happens for a reason. Nothing is ever the end of a world. As we go through life, this life at the big old age of 41 that I'm in now, a lot of things that I thought would break me did not. And I see that despite all the tears, despite all of the pain, the drama, the trauma, I am still here. And I think especially as mothers, that's something we should really tell our daughters and tell our kids when they're thinking that this is it for them, these bad things that are happening, these troubles that are happening. Trouble don't last always because everything happens for a reason. We may not understand it at the time, but nothing is ever the end of the world. Breakaway number two, we have to start loving ourselves as women. So many times, especially now in this age of TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, social media in general, is really heightened comparison culture. We're looking to see how our face looks compared to somebody else, somebody's nose, somebody's boobs, somebody's butt, um, our abs and things like that, instead of loving ourselves. And we also use this as women to attack more women. There's so much attacking and hatred, women by women. And we have to do away with that. So Dr. Natasha pointing that out, really just rang within me. Love our bodies. Love ourselves. Find time to love on yourself. Treat yourself to a facial. That might be all you need. So many times we're, we don't like our body, but we're also not taking care of it. Watch how you change. Your outlook changes once you start to focus in and take care of yourself. Love yourself. Number three, skin is the body's largest organ. Protect it. Black people, we got to wear sunscreen, wash your face, go to someone like Dr. Natasha and get a consult and find out what you are putting on your skin. 
and be mindful of what you're putting in your skin is important. We have to protect our body. We have to protect the skin that we are in. This is all we got that's going to keep us moving and get us going. I'm going to read those three breakaways again. Breakaway number one, everything happens for a reason. Nothing is ever the end of the world. Breakaway number two, we have to start loving ourselves as women. Breakaway number three, skin is the body's largest organ. Protect it. Please feel free to rate and review. Send me all questions and comments. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for listening. And until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at pmkester, that's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram, or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.